0: Everybody, Welcome to Between the Scares, a podcast that takes a look at every Blumhouse Productions film, for better or for worse. I am your host, Jason Soto, and joining me is my awesome co-host, Lisa Leahy. Hello, Lisa. Happy New Year. Happy New Year
1: to you. How's things?
0: Uh, it's pretty good. It's going good. Going very good. I am looking forward to... Podcasting in 2022. I'm going to say that I don't want to just say I'm looking forward to 2022. I'm looking I agree. forward to podcasting in 2022. I I enjoy doing all these shows. Uh, okay, yeah, we are back. We are back for the new year. We're going to cover another uh, title in the Blumhouse Productions line. But before we get to today's movie, since it's the new year, we are in January as of this recording. Yes. I want to kind of take a look at the future. I want to see what, what Blumhouse Productions is going to be doing. You know, look into just, your
1: crystal ball, Jason. To see what's
0: coming up. Uh, so there's some interesting stuff. Um, it's a movie I'm kind of looking forward to called The Black Phone. And I just found out through That you got moved. <laughs> that yeah. It got moved. I didn't know that. Uh, Which is annoying but because I was
1: really looking forward to it.
0: Uh, so now that's June. Uh, that's going to be out in June. Uh, yeah. then of course they got Halloween ends the last halloween movie uh coming out in October uh and then something called untitled exorcist sequel which i knew nothing about
1: no mine neither did i and i'm going to start swearing as a result
0: oh actually that's 2023 so i should be what a whole, the actual fuck leave it alone year. So those are the only things that are announced. Oh, you're just going
1: to let me rant to myself and yeah, you're not going to acknowledge go keep, it. What keep bullshit? Ranting. Keep ranting. But, like, this what sucks. is
0: it? But what is it? Is it? Whatever
1: it is, it's going to suck. Well, this shouldn't but be But we don't anything.
0: know what it is. But what is it? Is it, like, the fourth movie? Is it, like, are they rebooting it? Because they're well, all it about says, the reboot. Well, it says,
1: oh, my God, shoot me it's, all, it's no. they're all about the reboots so oh i'll be angry maybe they, they leave it alone maybe they're gonna do like
0: halloween and ignore part two and part three and this is like a direct sequel to the
1: first one. i want to know <laughs> wait a minute where is so if you check if you check your uh what is it called if you check your your sources okay uh there are citations i see Five, six, and seven here. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr., Ellen Burstyn to star in Exorcist sequel. New Exorcist trilogy, Ellen Burstyn returning. This Mm. makes me angry. I don't want to actually read it, but I'm going to click and look. Ugh, IndieWire. New Link. No. Three new Exorcist movies. No. (laughs) Ah, David Gordon Green. No. Hey, I know someone that writes for IndieWire. The actual fuck. No uh so yeah
0: well this ain't to 2023 so we're gonna have to worry about for another year um i mean you know i like to give things a chance
1: no (laughs) not no not with this leave them alone (laughs) not with the exorcist the The exorcist is so brilliant i was right what
0: it's a direct sequel to the first movie
1: yes it is i'm <laughs> reading do- that too <laughs> they're doing that again <laughs> but he says it's wow. not like i'm saying pretend that the exorcist 2 never happened although most of us like to that's fine to say that's fine to exist they're fine to exist i ex- enjoy all of them i do not need more of these movies this is a movie like psycho that should be left alone
0: oh psycho the psych- the sequels of psycho were pretty good i disagree what
1: really? The second, I didn't. The second I, no. one was good. Three was a little silly.
0: Eh. I admit, three was really no.
1: silly, and then four was a prequel. It, well, see, that's what this was. That's so. what happened with The Exorcist. They had the second film, which was crap. They, then they had Exorcist Three, which was based on Blatty's kind of sorta sequel, which yeah. was called Legion, yeah. which had nothing to do with the McNeil family. It was it followed uh, Kinderman. Um, and then Kinderman, who was played by F. Lee Cobb in, was it F. Lee Cobb? It's Lee Cobb. I know that. I can't remember what the initial was. Mm. In the first film, he's played by George C. Scott in the sec- in, in, in this film, uh, Exorcist 3. Mm-hmm. And he's just as brilliant as George C. Scott is. He's not Cobb. <laughs> um, plus, I, I st- everyone loves that movie. I, I'm just not thrilled. And then you had two different prequels, both of which sucked. One of them had a scars guard in it, and I can't even remember the other one. Um, they just no, leave what's good alone. Like remake crappy movies, don't remake brilliant, earth-shattering original blockbuster films.
0: The the morbid curiosity part of me really wants to know what this is.
1: I'm well, very, see, this is the problem. I'll curious. see it because I'll have to. The same way I went and saw that Ghostbusters reboot because everybody's (laughs) gonna wanna know what I think. And so I'll go see it and I'll have opinions, but no, there is no way, not I'm gonna, uh, no, I'm going to amend that. (laughs) The likelihood that this is gonna be any good is so slim. Why do you take that mountain on? Mm -hmm. I don't understand why somebody's like, hey, this movie is recognized as one of the greatest of the greats. Let's do stuff with it. Like, no. Take the shit and remake the shit. I'm just, if I keep ranting, it's just going to be the same thing over and over again, so. (laughs) I'm,
0: yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm just very curious about it. I don't know. I I don't have one opinion one way or another about it. I just. I'll
1: have them for both
0: of us. I just, I'm just curious. Um, now underneath all that, there's undated films, which means they, they got them. They got the rights to, I guess, produce them or whatever. Um, but they don't have a date from when they come out. Now, one of these I know is already made because I followed the director on Twitter and he posted about it and it was at some like, like con festival or something like late last year. And that's Dash Cam. Um, yeah, that I'm, sounds
1: familiar to me. I'm
0: very excited to see that. It's made by the guy who made, um, Host. The, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's made by that guy. And, um, it looks really good. I've not seen a lot about it, um, but it sounds interesting. It's sort of the same thing. It's like a found footage movie, but this time it's all on a dash cam. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that sounds interesting. Um, it sounds like
1: Duel in reverse.
0: Okay. I've not That's seen
1: what it. I kind of hope it is. is. You've not, What? I haven't seen Duel. I know about what? it. I just oh haven't. it's cool. Oh watch that movie Jason.
0: Okay there's not a reason why I didn't watch it. I just hadn't I, I know but it's it.
1: You know what? I'm surprised because being the age that we are, you never watch this on a Saturday afternoon like TBS would show movies. Oh my yeah, god, no, my I mother, you know why my mother loved this movie and so we watched it frequently. Mm. Okay. Well, I would cool. like to see Dashcam. I I don't know anything about Dashcam. Yeah, I would that's... like to see Dashcam turn into like a reverse Point of view for Duel. I think that could be very cool.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm curious about you know about it. So, and all these other ones, I don't know. I guess they're gonna remake Firestarter. There's that yeah, list on that, there. You know what Firestarter is? Yeah, I know the the, the Stephen King Drew Barrymore movie. Yeah. Yep.
1: And see, that's okay because that's a good movie. There, it hasn't been done to death. It was a single thing. <clears throat> so this will be somebody going back into the book and really digging in and making sure it's an. I'm okay with that. Okay. Uh as long as they don't wreck it, you know, like they wrecked the new pet cemetery. Don't wreck <laughs> this and you'll be fine.
0: And then I guess BJ Novak is gonna direct the movie. Interesting.
1: Where's he? It's oh, a horror vengeance. movie. Oh look at that. Interesting. It'll be one of those sassy ones, I'll bet.
0: Uh it stars Novak, ooh, Issa Rae, Ashton Kutcher? Really.
1: See, oh, sassy people. Is that Issa ray is know? amazing well Issa is... Rae's awesome she's sharp yeah i agree, I agree. and ashton agree. kutcher's funny so i mean you've I got agree. and bj novak is really sharp and he's
0: good yeah he's a good writer he wrote a lot of good episodes of the office
1: so, so... this i I'd, I'd be willing to bet this vengeance turns out to be something along the lines of belco okay like it'll be horror but it'll <clears throat> be like cabin in the woods belco experiment like yeah. sharp horror yeah, probably which i'm down for
0: all right, well, that's what's coming up uh, from Blumhouse for 2022. Apparently not a whole lot. <laughs> uh, at least that's um, – Not a whole – I mean, he's got dated. quite
1: the list here. Yeah, but I
0: mean, like, there's no dates, and we now, don't know when and that's true. Come out.
1: So let me throw this out there for a quick moment to sure, you. Sure, sure, sure. Because we have always – or I have always gone to this Wikipedia page to look at our list, mm-hmm. and I start and I scroll, and I really don't go too far. In going down to where you just pointed out these upcoming films, these undated films, if you keep going, there's television, yeah, there's documentaries. Are we going to be dipping into any of these? uh we could. I mean you
0: know we got a, we got this long ass list of movies to get through. that's fair, so you know let's you know when once we get once we once we're what I'll call caught up. I don't know when that'll be exactly because, you know, we we were decades also, from now, but we're also kind of like when like we did in Halloween, like Halloween uh, Kills came out. We covered that. So That's So we are kind of going forward and then coming back to, you know, the chronological. So, you know, because it's the only way I feel like we could we could try to keep up because if we just let these release and then just keep going in order, I feel like it's never
1: we're just never going to catch up. Well, we're not going to be timely, so no.
0: Yeah, so, you know, like we we did, you know, Halloween Kills, par- the stupid paranormal activity fucking thing that came out in October. Oh, yeah, uh, that was bad. The the two Welcome to the Blumhouse things, we did those, you know, so those were like the newer ones that we did. So we got those out of the way. And then apparently, I didn't even know this. He released some movies late 2021. I have not even heard of some of these, I don't recall. A movie called Hurt coming out. I don't recall that at all. Uh, American refugee. I don't know what that is.
1: that's on Epic, so that's apparently on a um
0: oh okay well, that'd be
1: kinda a hurtful. premium channel, but uh, but yeah
0: so you know we're just kind of ooh going back and forth between what's new and then going back to the old shit, but maybe down the road, if you know you you're not sick of me, uh we can do the t v shows later yeah. on. I'm down for that.
1: It's interesting because he <clears throat> helped produce the short for Whiplash that Damien Chazelle put together before the full length movie.
0: Right. I see that. Well, I
1: see. I get interested because Chazelle is from Rhode Island. So. Uh-huh which is kind of cool. Then, I mean, so when he was winning awards, it was fun. Anyway, I'm off top.
0: <laughs> but then where do we stop? Because there's books. Apparently <laughs> he's
1: I got, have one. He's got books. I have, I, I have one books. of those. <laughs> I have one of those anthologies. Where is it? This, um, which one I'm looking at the list. Apparently so the me. first one, because
0: the Blumhouse book, the, the only
1: one I have is something called the Blumhouse book of nightmares, the haunted city. I'm going to have to see if that's the subtitle because yeah, I don't, is. Oh, might have Hark the Herald Angels scream, too. Ah, okay. Oh, see, I'm not reading these tie-ins, though. All right, so here we have to kind of start pulling, because this happy death day and happy well, death day to you. Yeah. And No, I'm not reading a, a novelization <laughs> of the movie. I hate that shit.
0: <laughs> That'd be kind of funny, though. No, I'm uh, not doing that. Oh, he's got a comic? Wow. Huh. Oh, it's a tie-in prequel to a movie. Oh, okay.
1: Oh, oh! There's the judgment. See when it's when it's uh, when it's anything. oh he did Batman, man Dathan Auerbach uh, when he you were like oh it's it's a tie in prequel well, too. When I, I judge on Exorcist, you're you're all interested, but when it comes to this, you get all snooty. <laughs> that
0: was against Sno- How was that
1: snooty. <laughs> I was
0: I thought it was like a, like a, I'll say an original like graphic novel, but it's a tie into a movie, so that's okay. I don't know. I don't know about that. That we'll, we'll, I want to we'll... know
1: what the 2018 documentary Bathtubs Over Broadway is about.
0: You know why? Oh, no, I, I don't. Feel like no, I, I don't. Why Looking I at like the poster, I, I don't want to know anymore. Why do I feel like I heard of that? I've heard that somewhere. I really feel no. like I heard that somewhere. I don't know what it was. You know what?
1: It actually looks like it might be something good, but I still don't want to see it. All right.
0: Yeah, documentaries.
1: So what are we talking about today, Jesus.
0: T- okay, I guess you want to change the subject. I All right, do. Fine. <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, People are bored. <laughs> nah, it's a podcast. What are you going to do? Um,
1: okay, are only so, half listening anyway.
0: Uh, we are going back to the year 2012, uh, and uh, we're going to take a look at um, uh, a movie. Uh, it's a horror movie, and uh, it is called Sinister.
1: New details today in the grisly murders of a local family found earlier this week. I didn't want to move here.
0: We couldn't afford to live in the old house anymore. Plus, the new story I'm writing is here. Is the story a good one this time? I'm going to write the best book that anybody's ever read. I got a really good feeling about this. (laughs) You gotta be kidding me. Family hanging out. Barbecue 79. That's the family who lived here. Uh, uh. You think these are serial murders? I don't know. The first one I found dates back to the 60s. (laughs) The only link between all these cases is the symbol. The symbol is associated with a Pagan deity named Bagul. He consumes the souls of human children. I have never been onto something this big before. Early Christians believe that Bagul actually lived in the images themselves, and that they were gateways into his realm. children exposed to the images were especially vulnerable to Bagul's abduction.
1: Sweetheart, what are you doing?
0: Painting. I wanted to paint her picture. Who are you talking about? Stephanie,
1: she's delivering. Sure.
0: What's the matter? What's happened? Get the kids, pack the car. We have to leave here now. I've always viewed this movie as like a combination of a horror meets The Conjuring meets I don't know the Bye Bye Man.
1: Oh God, I hate the Bye Bye Man. <laughs> um, oh, this is because you ta
0: kind of have taste. Um, thank you.
1: Um, <laughs> 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 no, occasionally, I always,
0: I always that's kind of how I viewed this movie. It was like a, like like a combination of all those things. Um, I don't know. It's
1: interesting because I never really looked at this and it's funny you're saying that because I'm kind of stewing on your comparisons. I don't think I ever was like, oh, hey, it's like this with this and this. I, I don't know. I've never actually thought of it that way.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that they like, you know, ripped each other off. Or oh, not like at that. all. I agree. I'm with not you saying there. that. I'm just saying it's just it just gave me the vibe.
1: Right. Because it's about yeah. a because fa-
0: it's about a family. They move into a house and the house had some history uh, and then, like, the longer this family is in the house, the more weirder things start happening, and then, um, and then, like, people in the family kind of start going nuts, so there's your miniville Horror, and then you're conjuring the family again in a house, uh, but then there's this, like, spirit, this this demon, or whatever, that's causing all the problems, and then the, I just cut, the closest thing I could think of was the Bye Bye Man, because it was, like, a legend, of you know this guy, and that if you start thinking of him or seeing him or whatever, then he's gonna start appearing to you so that was like the that was like the closest to that one that I could think of. That's, <laughs> That's fair. That's why I said that. That's, why That's said fair. That. <laughs> oh, man. I kind of wish Bye Bye Man was a Bloom House production. I wouldn't mind revisiting oh, that terrible God. movie. It's a terrible Holy movie, hell. but it's it's, n- it was it's... like a fun, terrible. <laughs> like, it was fun, stupid. <laughs> I
1: disagree. I actually reviewed that for the critical critics, mm. and I really disliked it. In fact, I need to see just how much I disliked it because i really was not a fan really
0: like you know I oh mean, yeah
1: i just didn't i
0: just there's just no way you could take a movie called bye bye man seriously
1: <laughs> well there are people who really like it <clears throat> i mean there like, are people I who guess, like
0: this movie yeah I guess, I guess people whose whose
1: opinions i respect okay i mean okay so i didn't say it was atrocious but i didn't like it so the critical uh movie critics you can find them at the criticalcritics.com um it use piles of poo <laughs> as their um as their rating system so it goes in reverse you want fewer piles of poo so out of 5 i gave this 4 oh okay. when i wrote and i remember cuz i thought i was being clever and obviously i wasn't but um you know the the movie is based around this idea of don't think it don't say it yeah um you know don't think it don't say it don't think it don't say it i kept saying don't think it don't say it don't see it because it was awful but yeah my my <laughs> critic my critic conscience was saying no don't go see this movie but you know what can you fair do fair enough
0: okay let's get back to sinister <laughs> Hey, you brought it up. All right. Anyway, I did. Yes, talk about I Sinister is to a far better movie. It, it is. I really enjoyed Sinister. I really liked it. Uh, okay, let me let me give like a quick overview, then we can kind of just talk about stuff that happens. Okay. So, uh, so uh, Ethan Hawke is the star of the movie. He plays uh, Ellison Oswalt. He is a uh, writer. He writes true crime stuff. He writes novels. Uh, he's just a writer, and uh, he uh, he moves his family. Uh, to a town in Pennsylvania, uh, to a house uh, where it was formerly occupied by a family. And uh, the family was murdered. And that family's daughter uh, went missing after the murders. Uh, So he sort of purposely moved into this house because he wants to write his next book about that family. Uh, he may or may not have mentioned that little detail <laughs> to the rest of his family, um, but he
1: definitely did not.
0: <laughs> yeah, he kind of did. Um, In he fact, there's a part.
1: fantastic scene. Where his wife, because it's like, okay, are we going to do what we did last time? Like, do we need to worry? Am I going to have to shop to three towns over? Like that kind of thing. <laughs> and he, she asks him outright, you know, you didn't move us to some house three doors down from a crime scene, did you? And he goes, no, no, I did not. Yeah. And <laughs> later good. we find out he good. moved yeah. them into, into the exact house. Into
0: the house. Yeah. Well, I mean, he didn't lie. He didn't. It. So, okay. So, he so while he's doing research and he's moving into his house, he finds this box in the attic. And it's got a bunch of home videos in it. Like like kind of reel-to-reel, some videotape, stuff Super like that. Super 8. Super 8, yeah. There's a bunch of different types of home media. <clears throat> and they have, like, cute little titles like family hanging out, pool party, sleepy time, lawn work, barbecue, stuff like that. So, he starts watching these. Uh, and I um, and he starts watching them, and he realizes that each of the uh, the these uh videos, these home movies, are people who were murdered. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting with entire the families. Yeah, the whole family was murdered, starting with the family of the house that he just moved into, which is the family hanging out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are very clever titles because they kind of depict. Uh how the family died. So like the family hanging out, for example, shows the family being hung in the backyard by, by a tree. <laughs> Fun times. Fun. Mm-hmm. Uh and then, you know, the, the 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 pool party is, you know, the family is drowning. Uh we get uh the, the sleepy time is the family's getting their throats slit. Uh while lying in bed. There's a the the barbecue is them getting burnt alive. Yeah, there's all mm-hmm. kinds of so it's 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 kind of him watching all these things <clears throat> and the the murder is is done th- this is th- this could be argued that this could be technically technically a found footage movie it's just not the whole movie is a found footage movie because the person who's doing the murders is holding the camera mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you could make that argument if you really wanted to if you were like I wouldn't if you if you were like uh <laughs> Hey, we're gonna do a found footage night. You could pop this on, and and then play them this podcast. And yeah. I'm gonna to say to them, "This is a found footage movie." End of discussion. Eh, okay. I'm gonna say no. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um. <laughs> so then, um. Uh. So then, yeah. Then it just goes into uh Ellison just kind of investigating the murders, finding out, realizing that kids uh have been either disappearing or been the cause of a murder
1: um thinking <clears throat> this is this new book like he originally was going to be writing a true crime book about the family mm-hmm. who were hung in the backyard right. now he's realizing these these, these are murders all, these are somehow all connected together. right Correct. they're all
0: tied together again here's the box with all the <laughs> the home incense right uh he then discovers he then is, he starts diving into it and realizing that uh there's a um there's a symbol That's been popping up in all of the footage. And while talking to a professor, uh, he uh, tells him that it goes to a pagan deity named Bagul. uh, Or as the kids like to call him, Mr. Boogie.
1: Mr. Boogie, who eats the souls of children.
0: Yes. And in case you might have missed it, uh, Allison has two children. (laughs) Yes. So that's not good. Yes. Um... Uh, and then yeah, and then that that's basically the plot of the story. That's that's the plot. He's just trying to figure out what's going on with this Bagul demon, why it's showing up, how it's tied to the kids, and stuff like that. Um hmm. uh, yeah, so this is kind of a creepy movie.
1: Yeah. Oh, this is definitely a creepy movie. This is the movie that made me involuntarily turn from the screen. And I wow. cannot yeah. I, and that doesn't happen. Like I I'm usually fine, you know, mm-hmm. with the exception of like, you know, so like, for example, you watch a movie like Hostel. I don't do torture porn. I don't like that kind of like gross for the sake of being gross kind of movie. Mm-hmm. I will be, I'll cringe away from stuff like that just because it's like, Oh, I don't want to see this, this movie, one of these films, I turned away without realizing I was turning away. Like I didn't, I was like, nope, my brain just went, nope, you're not going to see this. Um, I can't name another movie that has done that to me.
0: What was the uh, scene that made you do that? Lawn work. Um, So
1: that, yes, because, well, that one is also the one that's the most brutal because that's the one that kind of gets cut short and you don't see it. So whereas- With the scene with the, the one of uh, sleepy time when the family has their throats slit while they're lying in bed, mm-hmm. you see first, you know, this this walking, this first person point of view through the house. And then you see them into the bedroom and he kills the two parents. So you see the knife as it goes at the father's throat. You see um, the the knife as it goes to the mother's throat. But then when it goes to the children's bedrooms, it doesn't show you straight on. You're given that oblique angle where it's reflecting off of Ellison's glasses. <clears throat> so you can't really see it. So they do draw a line and they go, we are not going to show you children being murdered in this particular little film. With the, the lawnmower one, it's really all suggested. What you see is the, and it's re- I mean, it really is well done. You want to talk about outstanding suspense. We know it's going to go bad because now by now it's what the fourth, maybe the fifth little home movie. Uh, yeah, something
0: like something that. Something yeah. like
1: that. So you're, you're in the mm-hmm. garage and you see that it's raining and the camera is focused down just in front of this moving lawnmower. And it's like this circular spotlight kind of thing. And you are stuck in that spotlight. You can't see anything around it. So you don't know where this lawnmower is going until somebody's face appears because they're lying down in the grass and this person is going to run over them with this lawnmower. That's the second you see it. The lawnmower goes from, because there's a weird kind of edit where it goes from, I think if you were to slow it down, right next to the person's face to over them. So you never actually see anything from it, but the suggestion of it alone made me turn away. Hmm. Wow. Okay. You didn't have this kind of reaction? You have a stronger stomach than I do? I guess I... Yeah, I think I do. I mean,
0: I've said this a few times on other shows. Uh, I got so many I can't keep track. But, um... Humble uh, brag. I can... (laughs) shut up i can uh <laughs> hey you're on at least 3 of them anyway something um, like that yeah <laughs> um um yeah i don't for some reason i can with like maybe a couple of exceptions um i can pretty much watch anything and not be fazed by it like i will say okay that's fucked up or all oh, that's disturbing or You know, no, I don't like that, but I'll still watch it. Like I'll still consume it, you know, and it it doesn't bother me. Um, and I think it's because I I got uh, I don't know what it's called. I got like a part. part, It could yeah, it could be that, or just like a small part of my mind that just knows that goes. This is fake. This is not actually happening. That, you know, actor is not actually getting run over by a lawnmower. Right. Or, that's you know, like there's a part of me that just knows that that's fake so I can watch it. Now, if someone like left a videotape at my doorstep and I put it in and it's like a real person getting really run over with a lawnmower, I'm going to be disturbed. I'm going to be that's fair. I'm going to be sick. I'm going to like probably look away. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I can't stand real violence. You know, because there are, you know, I don't know if you remember, I don't think they do this anymore, but, like, back in the early years of the internet, there were whole websites dedicated to, like, hey, here's here's a beheading video from, like, Iraq, or, you know, here's this guy in a car accident, he got run over by a train or something, you know what I mean? Like, that was, like, huge back in the early days, and people would watch that and not, you know you know do anything whereas i can never watch that kind of stuff
1: okay that makes sense
0: but if it's like you know it's a fictional movie it's a hollywood movie this is all fake these are actors and they show like a guy getting you know his head cut off with the sword or whatever i'm gonna be like okay that's fucked up but it's entertaining you know (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) so i
1: can you're a little (laughs) disturbing jason (laughs) Just a little bit.
0: <laughs> but I know it's fake. It's fake. I just know no, of it's course. fake. So I'm not going to be bothered by it. So I just, I know that they're doing this for my entertainment they're trying to entertain me and so i'm being entertained by it okay this guy's getting his head cut off here i am watching it right but this special effects artist went through so much trouble to make the blood look real right you gotta watch it and and enjoy it for what it is you know yeah and i don't
1: and for the most part i do i'm with you on that which is why it was fascinating to me you know, sitting in the theater watching this and turning away completely involuntarily—it was like, oh, okay. It's like, all right. Apparently, we have caught a nerve for me.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. I guess you don't like lawnmowers.
1: I well, I don't want to see anybody's face. <laughs> run I mean, over by I'm one. Say, like, I'm meant um, to
0: I'm say, I'm finish that sentence. Like, people no, are getting killed by lawnmowers. Yeah.
1: Right. I and I mean, they don't actually show. It. So, like, watching it again for now and having watched it in the past again. Um, You know, I do sit there and watch it, but it's funny because I'm like, okay, here it comes. Don't turn away. You know, like I have to make myself sit there and be like, okay, there really isn't anything shown. Don't turn away again. Because I kind of want to remind myself that there's nothing shown and just looking at it again. It's just like, oh God. Yeah, that's, that's what's going to get me. Mm.
0: Fair enough. Um. Okay, so uh, yeah, so we went over like the basic plot and everything. So, um, so there's like three parts to this movie. A little bit. There's mm-hmm. the investigative part, which is you know, you know, uh, uh Ellison kind of doing the research, uh, you know, all that stuff. Then there's the, um, uh, then there's the part in the middle where it's just like. He realizes he's in danger, and he needs to kind of, like, figure out how to get out of danger. And then there's the last part, which is the actual, what I'll call the scary part. Like, it's creepy all throughout, because we see that guy, the the Bagul's face, like, throughout the movie, and that's right. creepy enough. And we get parts where it's like, you know, he's looking at, like a like, a picture of it, and then suddenly the guy, the picture, like, the, guy turns, in the picture moves. yeah, yeah, that's creepy. That that would freak me the fuck it's out. It's a very
1: really... gritty movie. Yeah, you know, like I was, mm. I I tend to watch movies in the dark, much to my husband's chagrin. <laughs> and just the idea that, in fact, this one, he came home from a rehearsal, <laughs> and he started to come in. I went, you don't want to see this one stay out, um, because <laughs> I knew this would be a little bit much. But mm. it, just knowing that it was, it, it's sitting in the dark and the movie is dark on top of the dark in my room. It was really just, I think it, it really emulates this idea of these home movies, this super eight camera um, mm. flickering. It really digs into that and pushes it, you know, because everything is not, uh, not centered. It's not perfect. It's kind of hard to catch a shot, whatever it is you're looking at. Like when he first notices the symbol, Mm -hmm. he kind of has half of it. He thinks it's a pentagram. And then he sends it off to professor D'Onofrio, who at this point, if D'Onofrio shows up in a movie, it is pure joy for me.
0: (laughs) Exactly. He's awesome.
1: He is batshit crazy. And I love him. Yeah, but cool. it's just like, it, it's this thing where it's like, I know he's in this movie. I've seen this movie before multiple times and he shows up and I'm like, oh, good. It's time for D'Onofrio. Yeah. Like, I just love him.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. He's awesome. And he's uncredited for some reason.
1: I, I, I don't know if he was, they were trying to sneak him in or what he was yeah. in rings. And I think he, yeah, I don't know if he mm. was uncredited. I had no idea he was in rings. It was the yeah. only good thing yeah. about rings.
0: Yeah. No, I didn't either. Um, So, uh, yeah. So then, um, this guy, the bagul guy, like
1: this ancient deity.
0: Yeah. In terms of like movie monsters, I guess, like, where does he fall for you? Like, how scary is he to you? He's not, not at all.
1: (laughs) Is it because you're not not a
0: kid? Is it just because you're not a kid. Oh, you don't have kids. So I, well, I don't have,
1: that's a good point. It could be, that does change my perspective a lot. (laughs) Um, because my friends who do have kids, you know, some of the books and movies I, I consume, people tend to be like, well, I don't, it, it, can I watch this? And I have to sort of step back and go, all right, wait a minute, what kind of harm came to children or what kind of things oh, could, yeah. because yeah, yeah, yeah. there a lot of them who may have watched this stuff beforehand, now that they have kids, they can't do it. Um, and so I, I don't watch a movie from that perspective, so I don't always think of it. I I don't know if this is that kind of movie. This movie hinges on the shock value of those Super 8 movies. Right. Because I always forget what this movie's about. I always forget. I know there's a dude named Bagul. I mm. know that D'Onofrio shows up and he's trying to solve <laughs> the mystery of this supernatural thing. Yeah. But then I always forget the third act. I always forget that like Bagul and these missing supernatural children come after him.
0: Yeah. yeah. I yeah,
1: always yeah. forget that's part of this movie because yeah. I get everything hinges on those super eights.
0: Yes. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so okay, the minorly off topic, I apologize, but you, I was talking <laughs> about the the kid. Remember being, who being you're me. talking to. I know, but I, I I'm, I'm acknowledging it now. Okay. Um, when I saw the Baba Duke, uh, oh, I love the baba after Duke. the Babadook Duke was over I really wanted to talk about that movie with a mother a parent yeah I really wanted to get like a parent's perspective especially a mother since that was what that movie was mainly about was because you know to any if anyone out there has not seen baba Duke uh very quickly sorry to <laughs> Pop this in the middle of, <laughs> of this review, but it's a it's a movie about uh this mother uh she's she's a single, single mom, mother mm-hmm. and she's got this little boy who's like eight or ten or something, and she's trying to raise the kid on her own and they're in this house. And they find this book, the pop-up book called the Baba Duke. And then, uh, as they're reading it, uh, the actual Baba Duke starts showing up and starts doing really creepy, creepy things. It all ends up being like an allegory, symbolic thing about the mom's like depression, state of mind, blah blah blah, and grief, and grief. Yeah. So that's the short, very quick gist of that movie. And so when that movie ended i was like i really want to see this with someone who's a mother and i want to get mm-hmm. their point of view so i i, I because her I'm son like... is
1: her son is is challenged and challenging yes The kid, (laughs) the child is a fantastic actor in this.
0: I talk to people about this movie and when they say that they don't like it, it's mainly because of the kid. But then I said, but that didn't bother me because the kid's supposed to be like that. Like the kid's just doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's supposed to be
1: like that. Right. Well, this is a child who has some some challenges. I keep saying that he has special needs, you know, but he's not your average special needs kid. And I think that's what people think of when they think of a special needs child is not what this child typically yeah, is.
0: I think you're right. I think you're a hundred percent right. Cause the, yeah, they go one extreme or the other. They don't mm-hmm. go like the mild, you know, part and he was like a mild part of it. You know, like he wasn't super, I, I'm trying to be very, sincere. I think there's some, I think there's
1: some, <laughs> I, from what I see and I would need to watch it again to be sure, but I, there's definitely some grief issues yeah. with oh, both definitely. the mother and the boy. Yeah. Um, a lot of what the mother is dealing with is strongly affecting her son. Um, And I'm not saying, you know, she's doing it intentionally. It's just one of those things. Um, And then I think for lack of a better term, there's a kind of PTSD where they're stuck and they haven't moved through their grief. So they're kind of in this particular place where it's strongly affecting them. I mean, it's almost like there's a dark cloud over the house literally and figuratively.
0: I might have Um, to down the road. I don't, we can't, I guess we can't do it for this show, but do it for another podcast somewhere. I'm down uh, to do uh, just a one time special episode where we get some mothers watch this movie who hadn't seen it. I
1: don't know if mothers will watch this movie. People who, I don't know if you, you you might, well, you, you might find Uh some who struggle with it.
0: I I, I I could probably whip up a few, so I, I, it's a it's a future project. I'll put that in there you the go. back burner and then I'll I'll think about it later. Okay, back to this. Um you know what the most interesting thing about this movie is, what I like about it is actually the third act, the part where they reveal that uh, this would be very hard to explain. So all the murders happen. Well you in can explain a, it's a
1: domino effect.
0: Yeah, in a new house. So mm-hmm. like, Bagul haunts a family. They get freaked out. Then they move to a new house, and then they get brutally murdered. Yes. And then a new family moves into that house. Right. Finds all this stuff. Moves because of that, and then they get murdered, and so on, and so on, and so on. I thought that was very interesting. I it's very clever like that. Yeah, because you know the 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 number one response to. Holy shit! There's a demon in this house. Let's get the fuck out of here. And you think that's gonna save you, but no, that's actually what's gonna kill you. Like if you just stay in the house that you found, the they demon actually had, would
1: have been safer. They,
0: right? Exactly. But they ended up leaving, and that's exactly what Ellison does with his family. Mm-hmm. He he moves them out of the of the house that they moved to, and, and back to move their own house, back to their old house, and then now that puts them to be the victims Mm -hmm. and they're the little girl uh ashley then becomes possessed by bagul and Mm -hmm. i thought that was very great i don't know that she's
1: i don't think she's possessed by bagul i think it because it talks about how he um it's like in passing so i think it's a blink and you miss it kind of thing but he manipulates them and i think she's more swayed by the other children under his control than he is because he's kind of, I guess he's kind of like a jigsaw. He doesn't actually do it. He eats no. the souls of the children, he, but in order yeah. to get to the children, the family needs to be dispatched with.
0: Yeah, well okay, I mean, I guess I don't mean like possessed like in the exorcist kind mm-hmm. of way, but you know, like you know, she's you had under to bring her. it she's... back up, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Uh, she, <laughs> uh, But she is under his control. I guess that's technically not possession. It's mind control. But still, you know, Ashley's under Bagul's pos- possession of sorts, uh, <laughs> mind control. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, and, and, then, and then the fact that it ends, you know, with actually her, like, killing the family. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because you think, okay, yeah, it's a horror movie. We're following, you know, Ethan Hawke and the family. Obviously, he's going to figure out a way to get out of this. And then there might be like a jump scare at the end, but then that's going to be, you think you got this movie pegged and then it's like, no, she's going to fucking kill the family. Oh yeah. <laughs> with an ax. Yep. Paint the walls, <laughs> paint the walls and then, and then film it like all the other kids did. Yep. And then put the movie in the box and call it house painting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she goes off with the at the end. Like that's, I did not see any of that coming. I it's kept pretty waiting. cool. I kept waiting for the moment where Ethan Hawk was gonna read like something magically in a book and be like, but to stop but to stop him, the the demon to talk Oh, goal. I
1: totally agree with you on this, where you expect <laughs> the the bad guy yeah. to be
0: vanquished. Yeah, like you know, you gotta do this, you gotta burn this, you gotta do this yeah, no. on at midnight on this day or something. Like no. They fucking get murdered. That's how that I like. The family fucking gets murdered. Yeah, that was so different. That is actually so refreshing to watch. I I agree with
1: you. I do like movies (laughs) that do that where it's like, no, everything isn't all nice and neat and tied up at the end. Like he's gonna go after somebody else now. Yeah.
0: yeah, I do like that
1: kind of thing. Yeah,
0: I I really enjoy I remember watching this and I'm like, Oh, thank you. You got you gave me something fresh. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And you know who directed this? Uh, Derrickson, Scott right? Derrickson. He went yeah. on to do uh, Doctor Strange, and I think that's awesome.
1: There you go. See some of the best get their start which, in horror, which,
0: which makes me kind of angry that they wouldn't let him direct the the sequel because it's a, the sequel to Doctor Strange is supposed to be uh horror darker, related. yeah. And then this guy is fucking like veteran in horror movies, and they're like, nope. <laughs> Well, Who's then doing Sam the Ra- new Doctor but Strange? Sam Raimi, but, well, Sam Raimi's doing the new Doctor Strange, which is also oh. also... oh, no.
1: Yeah, he's a horror guy.
0: But he is. I know, but like, you know, Scott Derrickson... I think Scott Derrickson kind of made the first Doctor Strange movie his thing. Like,
1: Yeah, and it was know, good.
0: And it was good. Yeah, absolutely. So, I don't know. I think they fucked up on that, Marvel. Marvel, you fucked up. I'm just going to say it. I'm a fan of you. I'm a fan of Marvel, and
1: I think you <laughs> fucked up. So, okay. Uh, Jason has spoken.
0: Yes. So... Uh, all right, Lisa, what else you got about sinister? Anything else you want to add? Say, no, God's I think I've covered it.
1: I, I covered the stuff. Oh, I do like deputy. So-and-so I oh, love yes. this guy, this random little dude, this, this officer with the, the local police and he's this guy who comes and he's kind of a fan of Ellison's original book. And he like, he comes in and he says, Hey, you know how, how there's a page at the back where you like, thank all these people. And, and you always mention, you know, like a deputy so-and-so who kind of helped you out with the case. He says, you know, I could be your deputy so-and-so. I love that this guy (laughs) is ever given a name. I love it's on his cell phone, deputy so-and-so. Deputy so-and-so. I think that's so clever and so funny. And I I, there's just something about it that just tickles me. It's like such a great little name.
0: I yeah, I yeah, that's right.
1: (laughs) And sadly, you know, if the book had been written, you have to write it deputy so-and-so. Like that's just cool. Yeah. But unfortunately, that book will never be written.
0: No, never be, never be, never, never again. And well, until the next family finds it and watches the video and then blah, blah,
1: well, blah. Well, if he's not a true crime guy, he's not going to thank Deputy So and so.
0: True. Good point. Remind me of my next book to actually write in there, Thanks to Deputy So and so. Thanks to Deputy So and so. Just to see if anyone gets the reference.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that might be a bit of a deep cut. I'm not going to remember that reference in two weeks. <laughs>
0: I'm, you know what i'm gonna do that now next book that i write even even has got nothing to do with cops or true crime or nothing like that i guarantee you it won't i'm just gonna write in the thanks part and thanks to deputy so-and-so and i just want to see if anyone gets it i think <laughs> you should <laughs> i'm do gonna it. do that i'm gonna do that so all right yeah so that was a uh, sinister uh really good movie uh, kind of, sur- kind of surprising that it was as good as it was, right? Because you kind of watched, you watched the trailer, and it just seems like every other typical horror movie that was out at the time, right? Uh, and then you watch it, and then it kind of surprises you. And it's I will hell say though,
1: I will say though, it is a film that a second viewing is kind of cursed. It's not; mm. the effectiveness plummets on the second mm. viewing because mm. you that first time each new film you get tense. You're like, Oh God, what's this one going to be? Oh God, what's this one going to be? You know, like you're, you're much more on edge when you see it the first time and yeah. then repeat yeah, yeah. viewings, you kind of already know.
0: Yeah. So it's sort that of not
1: as effective, but I don't think it's ineffective or ineffective after. Fair. I think you can certainly watch it more than once, but I do think that initial kick is lost. Okay.
0: Yeah. That's, that's, I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. Uh alright. Well that is that's it for Sinister. Uh alright, we'll return in a couple of weeks. Uh we're gonna go back to our favorite franchise. Yes. Uh because they just kept churning these out back into in the early in the early 2010s. Uh and we're going back to the well, baby.
1: Katie? This
0: chat's done, and I'm going to go make a snack. No, 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 take me with you. you all right? There's something going on. Across the street. That's the new neighbor's house. What the hell? It's the new kid from across the street. His name is Robbie? Yeah. His mom went in the hospital. So he's just going to stay with us? he He has no relatives. I
1: don't know. I've never met his mom. Front door open. Mom?
0: I think it was an accident. What are you talking about? It's really weird. 100. You guys want to see something really cool with the Connect that you can do? There. Connect projects tracking dots. Whoa! Oh my god! What's he doing? It's three in the morning. Robbie, can you tell me who you were talking to? What is that? It looks like a triangle with a circle in it. A- right there. That's it. I mean, what does it mean? He does not like you. What? Who doesn't like me? You'll find out. Wyatt, you need to tell me what's going on.
1: I don't want you to get her.
0: So until then, I'm Jason Soto. I'm Lisa Leahy. And we'll see you between the scares. Ever wonder the real story behind Christmas? How about the history of video games, which almost became non existent in the early 80s? Dr. Seuss, who was a World War II cartoon propagandist? Toilets, for which you can literally think a dude named Crapper, and the US political system, which may or may not be the same thing. Infoblast has you covered with quick looks into interesting histories of, well, anything or anyone. I'm Nick Job. A Rob Branch and you should learn some interesting history along with us. Copyright twenty twenty two Rabbit Hole Podcasts rabbitholepodcasts.com. dot com